Hello, this is Kristen McDonald, and welcome to Second Vision. My guest today is renowned speaker, teacher, mentor, and author of Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. Please welcome Sherry Fernandez, who will tell us her rags-to-riches story with her husband, Ken Fernandez. Against all odds, they found success, not only financially, but in each of the eight areas of life mastery, physical, spiritual, relationships, education, motivation, money, lifestyle, and character. A life mastery program is a result of their careful study of the principles of success and a lifetime of practicing those principles. And they are both still mentoring in Boise, Idaho, and I have the pleasure of introducing Sherry now. How are you, Sherry? I'm good, Kristen. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm really good. Oh, thing. I was really excited that we we're finally able to coordinate a time. I knew I knew uh, that it was difficult at one point. But so tell us about your new book and and why does it stand out so much from other personal development books? Well, the the, life, the book Life Mastery, Life Mastery, uh, um, I think it's best to describe actually the concept by saying what it isn't. It seems that people can relate to that a little bit better. But uh, you know, that feeling of being out of control, like I don't have control of my finances. I just feel like I can't quite, you know, get it under control or my physical health or, you know, at work I'm a little out of control. I just don't seem to have a handle on it. So life mastery is the opposite of that. Just having not perfected anything but feeling like you have mastered enough that you feel control and progress in all the important areas of life. And that's life mastery is the concept. The book, some of the things that stand out about it, I think the number one thing <laughs> I'm very pleased about is when I was a young woman and I was looking for how we were going to be successful, starting, you said the rags to riches, it's really literal. We had so little, we had nothing, and no one would have given you two cents for our future. Uh, I knew that there was great things out there, and I needed to figure out how to get them. So I went to work reading and listening to all the great speakers and the, reading their books and going to a few seminars when we could scratch some money together to do that. But I was always left with it motivated, and, yes, I, I think I've got an idea of what I'd like to do. I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted out of life. But nobody would tell me how. I think, I wish somebody would just give me step one. Here's how you get started, you know. And so that's one thing that Life Mastery offers. I think that's one of the unique things about it is I offer in part three the how. Here's a few tools, simple, easy-to-use tools that I found on my own, developed on my own, that helped me, that I share with my clients and now with the readers. The other thing that makes it unique is I didn't – a lot of personal development right now is about somebody, and, there, and there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, I, I read them, <laughs> but they find a concept, find research and different things to support a concept that they want to teach in the book. This is what I learned on my own that I taught and I still teach. I've lived this and found success in all of the things that I talk about. Like, I made a deliberate effort to not teach anything that I didn't know absolutely of myself worked and was true. And that's I think wonderful. that's a little bit unique. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that a system, and I, I can relate to this because I have my own second vision system, you know, which I've um, talked about in, uh, you know, in my speeches and so forth, that it, it's, a system is so valuable and how it compares to goals. Why, why is that so different and why is it great to have a system? I speak sometimes on that very topic. Um, I'll speak on why systems are more important than goals. Because if you, a lot of people are frustrated, they'll set a goal like a New Year's resolution, and we laugh about New Year's resolutions or goals. 
uh, and then because nobody ever accomplishes them, accomplishes them. I can't tip it over my tongue today. Well, the reason they don't is they sort of forget, you know, they were going to get in shape or they were going to do this thing and then they start for a little while and then they got busy and then they forget and they didn't have a good system. If you have a really good system, many of our goals can be plugged right into our systems and off we go. And when I say systems, this isn't, hope nobody's like, oh, that's complicated. Little systems like tracking your daily habits every day. That one little habit like that can make all the difference. But, Which is you know, why Weight Watchers was so successful. Yeah, I think that is probably one of the reasons that and they had a little bit more healthy approach to food. Those those were a couple of reasons for that. My husband, you know, their business, he's got a, a construction supply business, quite a few locations. It's a large business. And he always is talking about, you know, I've got to, I've got to get a new system for this. <laughs> Once we get this into a system, and it's like that. Our, we know that's true in our business and in different things that we do. It's true in our life, too. You have to have a system to make things to live by and absolutely yeah. so why do why do people fail with goals you know the old new year's thing or it's my birthday i'm going to lose 10 pounds or i'm going to do this by october or such and such why do the goals fail because they don't have a system because they don't have a system and then what this is the second thing that happens people will be like well you probably set your goals too high which is not the truth i think often they probably set them too low but then who, who can be inspired by a little goal that's not very inspiring Maybe, well, my problem was my goal was too big. That wasn't the problem. The problem was you didn't have a system. Uh, you can accomplish great things with a good system. And mm-hmm. I try to encourage people actually to look for big goals, goals that seem almost impossible and that really are infinite that you'll never actually probably really reach, but you'll work towards them. Those are the kind of goals that people will really get excited about and work. Now, but you had a great story. I, I read a little bit about your background, that you are raised in the 70s, right, and you were like a wild child. Or <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell us in your own words. Like, I did it too, okay? So so don't worry. We were all there together. And when I read that, I'm like, yeah. wow, okay, I can relate to this. So how did you suddenly become this personal development person so early on? You know, did you have great mentoring through your parents, or and you just sort of forgot no. about it until later, or you just learned it all your own? I kind of forgot about to later a little bit. I know I didn't have anybody actually, and that was um, that was part of the story. Really, I was a little. My parents got divorced when I was quite young, little, and I had three younger sisters. So I'm eight years old, nine years old, just wandering around, little ragamuffin, <laughs> around town, and going to movies by myself, and just this. But I, in that somewhere in that period of time, I somehow got the notion that I was somebody special. But, God had great things, or however it was. I didn't really know about any religious training, so I didn't know really what it was. But I knew that, I think that's what I thought it was, God or something, had some great power, uh, some great plan for me, and that I was just going to be awesome. I didn't know what even that meant. I just knew I was going to have a great, marvelous life. And then life goes on, and my parents did get remarried eventually, uh, and I had a stable teenage, but then I graduated at 17, and I was pretty immature. And it was the sex, drugs, and rock and roll era. So oh, yeah. I just hit the road. My my parents' marriage was falling apart again. And um, I just sort of hit the road just doing whatever I felt like at the moment. And so then, a few years of that, I've wasted all my education time. I've kind of got a little bit of a drinking problem. I don't have anything of math at all, of any kind of money or anything. I got pregnant at 19 and had a baby um, just before I turned 20. A year oh, my later, goodness, my all these got big... Married. Changes in your life, <laughs> responsibilities yeah. and responsibilities. So when we settled down, we just had nothing. But then I, it came back to me. I was like, you know, I still feel like there's. I want things, not like things, things. Like I was terribly materialistic, but 
I wanted that education I missed. And I wanted yes. to be able to have these babies. We had another one immediately and eventually had six total. I oh, my goodness. I walk into hot body and still have babies. I think you can do You can have it all. I can have a great body and still have babies, which I did. And I wanted no ceiling on my finances, which I don't. <laughs> I wanted to not have to budget for everything I wanted, right? And I wanted the education that I missed, not formally so much as just to learn. Of all course. the things I didn't learn. I, so I, I had all these just things. I just had these desires. So I thought, I know I can have it all. I just have, People have done it. If somebody's done it, I can do it. I just have to find out how. So we're still, life goes on, and we're having babies, and we're trying to put food on the table, and we're really having to struggle doing that. But we just started learning principles and would apply them and learn them and apply them. And we set a goal that I would be worth a million dollars by the time we were 40. Now, we're, now mind you, we... We can hardly feed ourselves at 25. And you're in your 20s, just having one baby after yeah, the other. Yeah, we're in our 20s. Yeah, but we did that. We did um, find us, you know, hit 40, and was when I hit 40, we were worth, our value was worth about a million dollars, and uh, so that was kind of fun, and we just kept moving forward. Absolutely. Kept what an accomplishment. Those same principles. And that's what I teach, Chris, and I'm teaching the principles that I dug out and searched for and had to find in the systems. That's all in my book. It's a book You've I wish I had when yes. I was 25. Yeah, I lived it. Yes. I lived yes. it. And I think that's rare. I don't think you find it. So it's very authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I hear that word a lot. People say you, you, you come across very authentic. Well, it's because mm-hmm. they really did do it. Mm-hmm. I, I learned it. Then I taught it before I... And then you taught it because you've lived it. it. Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference, absolutely. Well, you know, I love the way you break it down to physical, uh, spiritual, you know, because I, I always talk about in my, that, that you have to be in balance, physical, spiritual, mentally, emotionally, and, and yours was similar, but you break it right down into lifestyle, character, money, uh, all these things that are very important. I mean, you can't feed six kids without money. So I, I admire you for putting that on the list because a lot of people say, oh, no, it's like, you know, so he's talking about money. You know, I mean, you're not supposed to do that. Or, you know, they, they put down Joel Osteen for that. And I said, well, yeah, but why not? We're, we're allowed to do it. You're allowed to succeed. Yeah. So, um, of course, you know, it's a different subject. It's religion. But my point being, I really like the way you've broken it down because if you're out of balance in one area, let's say your relationship or your health is poor, it can tank the rest of your existence. Right. If you're out of balance. Right. If, you, if it's out of balance, if you get very successful, and typically when we hear about success, we think financial success right. or business success, which are kind of the same. We just think that way. And most of the books I read would say, yes, we should be well-rounded, but their experience was business and money, and so that's what they talked about. Mm-hmm. And the problem there is if you – the whole concept of life mastery is we have an infinite potential, a divine potential, if you will, and it's when we're working towards that, no matter how slow it is, which is usually pretty slow, when we're working to that, that's when we're happy. And when we're stuck, stagnant, we're not happy. But right. it's not happiness if you're, if you're slipping over in three or four areas or five or six areas while you're getting, making your fortune, right? That won't be happy because you've lost. You lose relationships. You lose your health. You're yes. still out of control in other areas. That's not, that's not life mastery. Life mastery is feeling control in each of those important areas. And then when it's done... You're not likely, if, you, if you're working on your character, you're not going to sell out trying to make your financial dreams come true or sell out your relationships because of your char- you're working on character. If you're working right. on relationships, you're not going to sell those out because of your, your drive to make your business successful. So mm-hmm. it's keeping, not balance so much as being aware and having control because there's never really true balance in life, but having mastery in each area, making sure nothing's 
slipping behind while you're working mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the things that you must driven to do. And you say you're you're mostly uh, you and your husband mentor and uh, instead of coaching. You're, there's a difference there, right? Why is mm-hmm. mentor um, better than coaching? That's a really good question. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's an explosion of life coaches right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I even myself, I'm thinking of becoming one, so there you go. Because what I've lived, losing yeah, my eyesight and my second vision story, you know. Yes, but you would coach somebody that you know. And oh, yes, no, that's, no. That's I, why I relate to what you're that. saying. Mine's very authentic, yeah. too, what, you know, all about right, embracing okay. acceptance, you know. And you've lived it, so now you really are doing. Yes. I see this. I don't know what life coaching really is, but I hear it being like, rah, 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 go get them. Okay, but. If you're mentoring, that's more like putting your arm around somebody, even though they're paying you, and saying, I've been there, let me show you the way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between a life coach, which could have their own life, could be a disaster, and they'll still be life coaching. That, to me, is not useful for me. It could be no. useful for other people. It's not for me. But for mentoring, what, I won't teach. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I just don't no, want to teach No, what came to mind when you later. said that when I was reading it, just from personal experience, that I have a dear friend who, when, as I was losing my sight, we happened to meet, and uh, he's been on the show. He's an amazing, amazing person, Tom Sullivan, who lost his sight, um, never had any sight, rather, went to Harvard, so successful. And he just took me on as a dear friend, and I became, you know, very dear friends with he and his wife over the years. But my point is that, he really helped me when I wanted to become a speaker, and he mentored me, and I always said that. He was a mentor and not a coach, and it was just very different than, like you say, the rah-rah, you know, you can do it, set your goals. It was really the deep understanding of having been there and lived it and sort of relating to our two experiences. That helped me. That helped me so much to be able to go out in the world and speak about it, and so I, I understand what you're saying there. Yeah, what if it, he had just said, he had not had that experience, and you had somebody coaching you and said, you know what I think you ought to do? <laughs> yeah, they had not ABC. Right, right. It would sit be down, very difficult. put a journal, do this, one, two, three a day, yeah. and no, it was it was a much it was more spiritual experience, you know, because we do evolve Deeper. from our spiritual side. You know, we find our purpose, and that's how I found my new purpose. Find your purpose, really, when you evolve spiritually. Oh, to- Absolutely. And that was you at 19, having the baby and then saying, well, I want more of this, and I'm evolving. But you did it very young, I mean, honestly, because especially with the 70s, I thought, wow, that's very impressive, you know, because I guess you met your soulmate right there, and you did it together. (laughs) I did. It wasn't quite – I would love to say that when I had that baby, I pulled it all together. It just took another – she was two when we got married. So I still – I was much better. I was much better behaved because I really lived little person heart and soul and I was I was a good mom if I was going to bat, behave badly I left her with my mother <laughs> which I didn't do mm. very long just for hours you know I wasn't like somebody who just left their child with their mother but I would put her in a safe spot and then I would go do something I should be doing but it wasn't until I just I, I wanted to do it but I really having you said having that soulmate or person to do, to do it with me and yeah. it was like a it was like a turning point like I knew if we don't pull this together right here right now I will be lost because I needed to quit drinking. I needed to leave the lifestyle. I wanted a future for my baby. Here was an opportunity when we got married. So we left that. We did seek out a spiritual life, you know, religion, and that part of that part. That, mm-hmm. that really helped tremendously to give us some, some teach us the things we didn't know and didn't understand because we had neither one had that growing up, right? So that gave the us religion, some did you say? You sought out religion? Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We did. 
and that helped. Uh, it was slow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But the people that gathered around, because we'd left our previous lifestyle, so we're, my family's a mess, Ken's family's far away, not that interested. So we needed people. So we had people, and there are people that taught us, mentored us, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. about different things and kind of took us under their wing. That did help. It wasn't so much an individual, but as a whole, the people that were now surrounding us were people who were living at a higher level, and so we were able to watch and learn and yeah, I'm sure that really helped you with your core values. You know, they say I'll always say people who have faith do a little better. <laughs> Please, I've heard that. Yes, yes I think the, so too. It can also destroy some people. You know, it just depends on how it's how it's used. You know, uh, it depends on which I, I religion. I guess my journey. Well, yes, and so my journey was more like this. One thing that I did happen to me when I was that little girl, ragamuffin girl. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how I even learned how to do this. I don't even know where it came from because I didn't. There really was nobody. <laughs> there really was nobody. And I, um, well, I started praying at night. I just started praying. While, I mean, first, was getting my, my parents would get back together because my mother wasn't wasn't making it. And but then it just, and they did do that. It just continued. Even I would be so weird. I mean, I'd go out partying. I'd come home and drop to my <laughs> it'd be a mess. It was a disaster. And I would come drop on my knees and just still pray every night. And so I had, uh, I, I I learned how to connect to a, a power source that was greater than my own. Yes, so then, yes. So then religion wasn't so much as I'm going to buy into this religion as I felt led by the same power that I met that so many, you know, so many things happened that were just miracles in my life. That, I mean, you I found strength. Right dead. <laughs> I found strength somewhere. You found but strength. the same way I felt led to certain, you know, things and people and stuff. And so yes. it wasn't like, yes. let's go seek out a church and belong to it. I felt led by the same power that had protected me and led me before. Yes. to be where I am. And so yes. it's not it's not a religion I bought into, but I know that there's a, a power source, and I, and I know there's a God, and I know he wants me here. And so I, I don't agree. know. I can't tell you what's true and what's not true. I just know this is where I need to be. And yeah. I think that's different. And then you don't struggle with a faith that your parents... No, 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 I agree. I, even when when I was facing adversity, when I first lose, was losing my sight, I sort of found myself at Unity Church, you know, and I hadn't been in church since the Lutheran Church when I was seven or eight years old, you know, because my parents changed churches. And um, so it's interesting, you know, I think when we face adversity, we, we seek uh, for higher answers, you know, for strength. Yeah. So tell us about some and of I the... Do. Uh, do you... Go ahead. I still do. I said every day. This is a, kind of my approach on it still to this day. Is like I want. I feel like life, and this has been my whole like probably life attitude. Probably even when I was wild child, it was because I thought I needed to see and touch and do things. But I, I feel like I want every day to be just the very best it can be. I, I just feel driven to have every day just be awesome. And if there's any way I can pull another power into my life and make my days better, I want that. And I just. Want everything still? <laughs> Not no. Everything, I love that. But I, I, I have want a all the certain to offer. Hawaiian prayer that I do on a daily basis. That, uh, that you know, I mean, I, I pray, of course, every night. But I do a Hawaiian prayer that's really beautiful from the book Ho'oponopono, and it's helped me in so many little instances. It's just uh, my little secret prayer. If you've ever read that book, <laughs> Ho'oponopono. I have not read that, but I would be interested to read it because it sounds like Oh, it's beautiful. When we close, I'll give you the information on it, you know, okay. uh, when, we're not, when we're not on the show because it's a very, very, very cool book. Well, actually, anyone listening, it's a, I, I, I wish I had the author's <laughs> name at the time, but it is on Audible, and I think it's called Ho'oponopono, 
and um, I don't want to digress too much, but it's an absolutely beautiful spiritual book, and uh, that little prayer has gotten me out of out of bad situations over and over again, you know, scary situations. So tell us a little bit about the focus of your business, and do you do you work with people, um, you know, in all areas of life? Yes, and if somebody is not interested in working in all eight areas, they're just driven to, I've had a business, I can teach business, we have businesses where serial entrepreneurs, I could teach, I could coach somebody in business, and I certainly could do fitness and um, health because I'm, that, I'm a professional in that area, and I've had a business of my own for 10 years, and and just, or spiritually, I mean, any of those areas I could coach somebody, but I don't, I don't even feel like about what I do is coach exactly, I just mentor but they have so that's what I meant. Me. I'm I sorry, mentor. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter. I mean, I use it interchangeably. But I, uh, I, I'd only work with them if they want to work in their whole life because I'm not doing them any favors if I help them be really successful here and they're slipping over here, right? Right. So, uh, right. And mostly, what I do is help them visualize and see and determine. They usually have a vague idea of what they want out of life, but we do a little bit of work and say, what do you really want? And then, okay, let's find a way to get there. And then mm-hmm. it goes right pretty quickly right to daily habits. Let's start working on the daily habits you'll need to do to get you where you want to go. What do you think of the 5 a.m. club? I have friends who are a part of that. You know, the, Have you ever read the book, The 5 a.m. club? Uh-uh, I don't know what that is. Uh-uh, what is it? Well, that's something else you'd be interested in just as a, as a mentor in your area. That I, I guess that they say that getting up at 5 a.m. is the most successful time of the day to get up. And there's a whole, there's a book written on it. And um, I, my sister-in-law does it, and I have another friend who has been very successful in business. And I guess there's certain hours with your body, Clark. It's just interesting. It's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. And they say you're the most productive because you get all of your things done before the rest of the world starts, you know, badgering you to do things, you know. So before 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., you get everything out of the way, your journaling, your exercise, all the things for you, and then you're ready to go. I don't know about 5 a.m. because, you know, I know that most people who are very successful do get up early. Yeah. Uh, but I do know this. Whatever your whatever your schedule is, what you're saying is true. The first thing you do is you do your own. You do you first. You have your mm-hmm. own routine of things. You From brushing your teeth to exercising to meditating to praying to reading, Whatever those things are that you determine you need to do every day, you say your prayer, your Hawaiian mm-hmm. prayer, whatever that's those things, those daily things that are, are important to you, um, you do those first thing in the morning and before you answer your emails, before you let the world end on your time. Because once the day starts, you, you're obligated to other people, right? You're kind of at the beck and call of other people. So yes. if you're, when you're, I do, most of my work is in developing habits. If you do it in the morning, First thing, your time. Don't let anybody intrude in that time. You teach the world around you. I'm not available mm-hmm. from this 5 a.m. if it is. And, and that is probably, I know that in our fitness business, our most, uh, you know, our most popular classes were 5.30 in the morning because people knew they didn't get done at 5.30. Actually, maybe it was 5 o'clock. I think it was 5 o'clock. They didn't get done at 5 o'clock. They wouldn't get to do it, right, or do their workout. So that's a true principle. And I haven't read that book, but I know that's a true principle. If you happen to be a person who's, schedule doesn't work quite like that, take your first time, whatever it takes, one hour, two hours of the morning, whatever your morning is, or get up a little bit earlier and make sure you take care of you. You take care of yourself first, everything else will will work out better for your day. I don't know how you did that with six kids, (laughs) getting up that early early. to take care of yourself. You probably didn't do it in those years, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I did. I actually did. I, I decided I was my a uh, couple years after we got married, I said, if I'm going to have these babies, I've got to do something. And so I didn't know about the 5 a.m. club, but I got up at 5, 5.30 or 6, depending on what was going on. There you go. times of my life. And that's yeah. how I got it done. I'm you sure know, you had to. Can, yeah, and then you, you dropped it at 8.15 at night. <laughs> I, uh, I was... I. When I was younger, it wasn't so tough. It was time I learned to take a quick nap in the afternoon before my kids came home from school so yeah. that I'd be ready to raise yeah. kids because you don't also get to go to bed early when you've got a bunch of kids either. So. No, 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 of course not. Of course not. Well, yeah. tell us and, and um, about your, your book. Is it on Kindle? You know, then some of our listeners yes. are visually impaired. Is it also on audio? I am working on the audio right now. Um, I'm, Good I'm for you. It right now it should be out in about, well, in theory, it's going to be out in about two weeks. But, you know, they say about very in practice. <laughs> in theory, oh, that's about great. Two weeks. In practice, it'll probably be four weeks. But it should be on Kindle sometime in November. I mean, on the Audible, Audible sometime in November. Oh, and, fantastic. Uh, so that's, that's great. Now, right now, you can get a hardback copy, a paperback copy, or you can get the the, uh, the Kindle on the Kindle. Kindle, Barnes & Noble. Uh, there's this great. Called, uh, Let's tell you know, everybody your website. Okay, the website, and there are downloads on the website, by the way, that are free, um, and that is lifemasteryinfo.com. Lifemasteryinfo. you got to have the info in there because we couldn't get Life Mastery. It was already had. Right, uh, lifemasteryinfo.com. So lifemasteryinfo.com. Mm-hmm. And then there's downloads for tracking sheets and a personal assessment so you can see how you're doing in each of the eight areas. And there's a reading list and a few other things on there so you can get those. And then the books are available on Amazon. And they're also available, the hardback is available on the website. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm really looking forward to reading it. I'm going to have to grab it on Kindle yeah. myself. So tell us before we, because we were, we only have a limited amount of time, but tell us uh, what's your next goal, your next project. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that question because I'm a, uh, I'm doing, you always want everything. You're doing right the now. Audible book. That's enough. You're, <laughs> so doing doing the enough. Audible. You're going to have to yeah, get up I'm at 4 in the morning. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I've been for 40 years. You're I absolutely right. You've already answered that. that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm working on the I'm working on the audio book, and it's going to be really cool. The guy I'm working with is such a professional, and it's going to have some other people reading it. It's going to be really awesome. My own voice, you can tell it's not that marvelous, but I am reading it. But a lot of it will be done. Little parts will be done by other people, which is going to be awesome music and all that. So it's going to be a good book, I think. So we're going to do that. And I'm, I'm, I've been doing interviews. I, I uh, told whoever I talked to at the beginning, I can't remember his name. I've done, this is, I think this is my 52nd interview in August in three months. So I'm just really I'm starting to wind down a little bit on these interviews. Uh, we're starting to get callbacks and get second, uh, going, showing up second time for interviews. So I'm going to do that through the year. I've got another area that I want to pursue more podcasts and radio shows in, but then I'll start look, uh, working. I hope. COVID will be calmed down enough that I'll be willing to get out there and put some effort into getting speaking uh, engagements again. I've not been speaking much because it's just... Well, the pandemic, people, all you know, of us, the pandemic. Zoom thing. I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really love that that much. And to do, teach that way, I don't have to. So if I don't have to, I don't really want to. And No. And especially when you're I'm giving a speech on Zoom, because I've done it, and then you don't have the audience reaction. So you're, right. you're speaking to hundreds yeah. of people... 
I did it a few times this year, and there's no, you know, you're hoping that they're laughing or frowning or whatever it is that you want them to do. You know, yeah. I can't see them. You know, no. So, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, you, in your case, you got to, you, yeah, you can't see them. So you have to I have a double whammy, so I have to wait for the feedback yeah. after the speech. You know. So I only think anyway. I can see, and I've done that. I've taught some things on Zoom quite a bit, actually, smaller groups than you. But I don't love it. I, I need to feel. I need the oh yes, the interaction. Me up is the interaction, and I don't yeah. have to do anything I don't want to do. So if I don't want to do a Zoom, I just a Zoom speech. I will if it's a good opportunity. But if I don't want to do it, I just say no. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm waiting yeah. for uh, live audiences again for the most part. But I think January will be a good time to start doing that again. I think it's coming. Yeah, about, hopefully yeah. by spring. You know. Yeah. Well, Cherry, it's been a true pleasure, and um, we'll send you a copy of the link in about a week, so you can post it if you like. And okay. We'll put, one more yeah, time, we'll let's tell the website. audience about the the fabulous things you're doing. You know, the the bionic woman here, all your goals. <laughs> so, so what's the website? One more time. The website is lifemasteryinfo.com. You can reach me at Sherry S H E R R Y, Life Mastery Info. If you want to email me. And then the the uh, book is available on, of course, Amazon, because if Amazon doesn't have it, we probably don't need it. <laughs> Great. Give them the full name of the book one more time. It's Life Mastery, Personal Progression Towards an Infinite Potential by Sherry Sterling Fernandez. Perfect. Great. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. It's been a pleasure. And everyone listening is today. Is that with you, Kristen? Oh, Absolutely. And the best of luck to you. And everyone listening, thank you so much. I hope you pick up Sherry's book and uh, and work on some some great projects for, you know, this year and next year and get some motivation through her through her website and her book. Thank you for listening. I'm Kristen McDonald. Have a blessed day.